Happy holidays from Dr. Bewell. I know that most of us associate the weather getting chilly with flu and cold season, but here at Dr. Bewell, we call it bad sugar season. As Americans, we generally eat like shit. During this time of year, with the holiday and other related stresses, those horrible eating practices tend to get kicked into overdrive. We offer a solution in the form of full-spectrum RSO-infused raw local honey because we shouldn't be walking around eating nerd rope all day. This holiday season, why not let the bees handle the heavy lifting that your sweet tooth demands, while adding a little giddy-up to your mood and smoothing out the rough edges we all tend to find at holiday parties, gatherings, and events. So, from all of us in the Dr. Bewell family to you and yours, we wish you a beautiful holiday season. And don't forget... Dr. B. Well, honey, is the best cannabis stocking stuffer on the market. I think it's fair to say that most people know how vital strength training is for long-term health and fitness, but find it hard knowing where to start. I'm here to say that also included me, Dr. Steve. You want to make sure you're doing exercises correctly, you don't want to get hurt, and you have no idea how to structure a workout program to get the best results. I've been there. In fact, this is where I found myself a few months ago. That's where on-target fitness comes in. At OnTarget, every client gets their own custom strength program, tons of individual attention in their unique small group format, and the common sense nutrition and health coaching necessary to make a lasting lifestyle upgrade. As a new member of OnTarget, I'm not only seeing major changes in my body, but also in my overall quality of life. In the past, I've struggled with using proper form. Well, let me tell you, whether it's Coach Joe or Coach Ryan, they've got you covered with technique. Even movement patterns as simple as walking have improved since I've started. When I was working out by myself without a program, I was often lost and lacked the motivation to challenge myself. Not at On Target. The energy and support in the group dynamic is truly game-changing. I have so much fun every time I work out. If you're ready for lasting change, don't hesitate to schedule a complimentary strategy session at www.ontargetfit.com. During this session, you'll learn a lot, make a plan, and only move forward if it's right for your budget, schedule, and goals. I met with Coach Katie, and she was awesome. So please, if you need that giddy-up back in your life, get on over to ontargetfit.com and schedule your session today. Welcome back. Today, we have an extra special treat for everybody. This person is a person who is, is very, very, very close to me. Uh, I, I grew up. I grew up with this person, uh, although I didn't necessarily get to see them uh, for for many years. I we have since reconnected. This person is a lover. This person is an adventurer, a traveler. This person is an entrepreneur. She is specializing currently and connecting with uh, with souls. That may not have been here. Uh, she is a, a spirit medium uh, specializing in spirit babies uh, and feminine embodiment. Uh, she also coaches, uh, you know, coaches, um, coaches CEOs and other executives, uh, you know, mostly men. Uh, she is a, a pretty badass lady, and I am so happy to have her on the show today. My guest, Justine Cohen. Mm, thank you so much, Ivo. So happy to be here. Thank you uh, so much for for coming. Um, you know, I know LA isn't a isn't an easy trip. Um, and when you when you come back this this way, uh, you know, to, to be able to give me the time to, to come up here and to to do this and 
spend a, you know basically a whole a whole day. Uh, I have so much gratitude for for this and so much gratitude towards you. And I'm just really so happy that we reconnected in life. Me too. Yeah, I got wind of your podcast and I was like, whoa, Ivo, I need to reconnect with you. And so happy to spend time with you today. And thank you for opening this space and for the invitation. Um, yeah, hell yeah, I'll drive to New Hampshire from Massachusetts while I'm here. 100% worth it. <laughs> I don't even know, like, I don't know if it was me. Like, you know, like, but, you know, a lot of what we were talking about, you know, before this, and we'll definitely get into it today, Justine uh, was was nice enough to, to do a coaching session with me, uh, you know, before this podcast. And, you you know, might, you might see that my nervous system is a little more calm and my, my voice is a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, not as erratic in the beginning of the, of the show as usual. And, and that's, that, that's why. Um, but it's... Uh, it's just it's incredible that you were able to, to, to come up here and, and, and spend this time with me and, and that you made that, con- you know, that reconnection and you reached out because it's I, I, I've been on this mission and I and I am, you know, I'm very like I'm set in it. I, I know I'm, I'm confident in it. And then to like see somebody f- who I hadn't necessarily been reconnecting with in my past, but I had like seen from a from a from a distance, you know, mm-hmm. I'd just been still had been following you and everything. And when you made that connection and we, we had that phone call and I was just like, wow, this is, this, this tells me that I'm, I'm on the right path. That somebody who, you know, who knows me, you know, knows my soul, you know, like knows me who I like, you know, you can't, that's the thing. When you're a kid, you can't get, you can't get around it. You know, Justine was like driving me and her younger, her younger brother, Brian to, you know, love you, Brian, um, you know, to football practice. And I was always <laughs> over her at, at her house and stuff. And she was a couple of years older than me. And so, like you don't, you know, when you're a kid, you're just, you're who you are, you know, you may not be fully realized, but like your personality is who you are. And, um, I'm just, I'm so glad that we, that we reconnected and that you're here today and that like, it's just, it's a special thing. Yeah. It's so special. It's like as completely different people and as exactly the same. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? It's like, you're, it's like in, you know, it's like we pick up right where we left off, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you have that comfortability, right, where you Mm -hmm. can like, you know, you can conversate with the person, you just feel comfortable being in the room with them and like, you know, being around their energy. Mm -hmm. And then you get to like, uh, make it even better, because like now you like might have the same interests, and you can Mm -hmm. communicate and and articulate what you're interested in and like talk about that with people. I think that that's like a, a, an incredible thing. Yeah, that feeling of home, and then the depth that we can create from where we are now as adults as weird as that is to say <laughs> no it, it is it's like you know you, it's it's full circle you come back yeah. around and you you know what we're you know like I learned that a lot like we talked about in the coaching session I I was this person and I was on this trajectory and I and then you know your life changes and but now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm more connected now that I'm back on my the, the path mm. that I feel like the path that is true to me I feel very connected to that that young person the young Ivo mm. do, do you feel that way Yeah, well, it's like I left home to find myself. I went so far away to find myself. And I'm so grateful I did. Um, You know, took time and space and many, many miles. And now that I've found myself, I find myself, like, coming home more and for longer and connecting with, um, you know, some of the same people from my past that were really close and then some new people that were from the past, but now they're here and it's just, yeah, I love that. I love when, you know, relationships have history and roots and uh, you can just weave in new ways. So, so yeah, definitely resonate. 
that's a that's a cool way to say it you know they they you know you weave in and out of it like they're they're rooted the relationships have roots and and just to kind of visit them i'm I'm gonna get to do that this weekend i'm going to the oliver ames high school my 15 year high school reunion so that's gonna be fun and i'm just gonna be open to it and see what you know see if some of those I'm, i'm doing it to uh one, because they reached out and they, I wanted to support them. And I, you know, I was like, giddy up, of course I'll be there. Come see some old friends. Yeah. Um, but I, I like mainly because it's going to be an opportunity to go and see some people like, you know, who I might have not, who I might've missed connecting with in high school yeah. and that we might have super similar interests now and we could become, you know, better friends than we were then. Mm-hmm. So high I, school is such a weird time. We're all just figuring it out and, you know, we're in different boxes and categories and yeah, like. You know, our high school was still really beautiful and there was some intermixing and a lot of goodwill and, um, but still it's like, who was I, you know? (laughs) And so from that point of view and like, I don't know, loving that version of myself, you know, she did the best she could. She did a great job. And now with just all that I've learned, I'm able to like see, see you differently, see other people differently. And then it's like, oh wow, there's, um, yeah, just so much more to explore. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I'm, I am I am curious, like what you what you used to see me as, mm. you know, because like I I like what I saw myself as in high school. Like I was a person who, I I didn't necessarily care about like st- you know I didn't care about status. Like I, mm. I saw that that was like a thing for people, like being popular and all mm. this. Like I didn't necessarily I, I was I was popular, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't I I like didn't necessarily care about it. Mm. I I cared about like you know having a like. A, uh, like like being a, a part of every group you know like mm. I wanted to to, to, like, to be that way I wanted to be no, to know everybody and to not be the bully because like because what a lot of the people who I ran with a lot of my friends they were the bullies mm. and like you know mm-hmm. and so like I always tried to like uh, disassociate myself with that and tried to like be mm-hmm. so nice and, and just whoever wanted to be my friend and anybody could be cool and mm-hmm. um that's what I like. I tried to be, but I'm curious about like what y- what your perception of me was. Yeah, I'm like okay, transporting back to high school, young Ivo. I mean, you're so tall, right? And you're like such a big dude, so it, you can't miss you. And then usually smiling, usually talking, you know, um, but like good energy. I don't want to say like like loud energy feels because it wasn't like that. It's not like you like blow. You don't, you don't like take up the whole space in the room, but you notice you, you know, noticeable guy, definitely popular football, good looking, all the friends. But yeah, like you were able to hang out with the older kids and be liked by the older kids. And then you're a grade two. It's like you were able to, um, be in the cross section of a lot of different places. And yeah, always felt like you know, you'd like hand me a beer or something when we're underage drinking and just like, um, I don't know. It was like good to have you around. Yeah. yeah like our comfortability because like you, you know, I had been around your house and you had no, known me and, and like, I think I likely why I held, uh, likely why I handed you the beers cause I, I like <laughs> having you around as well. Yeah. And, and I, it's funny you say that cause I, I kind of, when I talk about myself and I say like when I just even just now when I was saying like, oh, I think of myself as the person who was friends with all these different groups of people. Mm. I was honestly I was I was only thinking about my own grade. But you're so right. I I, I was friends with everybody. I was going out with, up uh, with down, the old da- Yeah, <laughs> up down sideways. Like it didn't it didn't matter. Yeah. I just I think I like to like exp- my biggest like thing that I love to do in, in life is to experience life and mm. to have experiences mm. with people. 
Um, and so like I was looking for any way that I could do that in a different way, like giddy up, let's, let's go do it. And like, that is, it's, it's so cool. Cause like, that's, a, I, I do like remembering you, like you were, uh, like I was, you know, I was probably at some like older parties and like, you yeah. know, you, and you were there and, and I was like, oh, Justine, like she, she knows me and she's cool and we're friends and like, you know, this is, this is a giddy up, you know? So like, that's a, a cool connection that we have. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just flabbergastedly grateful that. Uh, that we're that we're being brought together back back together so cool so cool thanks younger brother brian for like being your friend and now here we are <laughs> yeah no for real and it's it's uh it's it's amazing to see like how you know like because I, I never like i might not have known you know like because I, I didn't know myself back then i didn't know i was going to be like this yogi meditation mm -hmm. you know caring about you know thinking about consciousness and trying to you know elevate myself like I didn't know that I was necessarily going to be that person mm -hmm. um I like I used to just think like yoga was for people who are inflexible you know <laughs> and, like yoga is not for flexible sure it's gonna you you will get flexible by doing yoga not even close to the point of it not even close to like the you know why you should be doing it like the the mentalness that you get from it and hearing somebody else teach you and how to appreciate your body and how to go through your body and how to hold, uh, create space in your body, mm -hmm. um, is such a, is like an amazing thing. And I, I just, I wasn't that person at all. Like, but were, were you at all in, in high school? Were you, I know you were an athlete, you know, you were an athlete, you mm -hmm. know? So like, you know, you, you, you was really badass. You were a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, but I, I don't like, were, were you that way? I'm trying to think. No. Um, like, were you thinking about yoga and meditation in high no, school? No, hell no. Okay. No. Uh, I'm trying to think if I was thinking of any of that, like, woo stuff back then. I mean, I was always into art. You know, I always, like, or, like, music. Like, there was always some, like, alternative interest. <clears throat> but, no, I was never thinking about any of that. It was just, like where am I going to go to college? How do I do it good in school while like still having a good time? Like, do I look okay? Am I like cool enough? Like, you know, just a lot of, um, you know, going through moments of like extreme confidence and then going through moments of like, what the hell is going on? And yeah, just finding, finding my way. Um, the, worldview is so much different at that age and it did not include meditation or yoga that's for sure <laughs> yeah the, the worldview is like uh the worldview is so incredibly different mm -hmm. like when you're going through that it's like you just said it like I'm, I'm, do I look good what college am I gonna go to yeah. um and now like I have a son and I, I'm curious to be like how like I want to be the best dad ever right mm -hmm. and like I want to just let him become who he is um, but like, I, I want to, like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to, or I could, I'm going to, something I'm going to have to watch out for is like trying to speed up his process mm. and I need to let him go through life. You know, if he needs to be the, the high schooler who's, you know, sneaking out with his friends and having a couple of drinks, whatever, and doing it as, as long as he's not driving a car or like yeah. whatever, and it's like being mm. as safe as possible. When we have those conversations. Like I have mm. to let him go through that instead of being like, come on, Emmett, like drinking is stupid. Like it's not even, not even really that <laughs> worth it. You should probably just skip that step. Like yeah. immediately go, you know, and, but you, you have to go through it. The only way is through. Exactly. Exactly. And experiences are one of life's greatest teachers. 
So, yeah, we can't take that from our children. And pleasures and memories. You know, yeah, like, true. we wouldn't, you just named a memory of, like, me handing you a beer. And, like, we <laughs> wouldn't have had that experience if we weren't, like, underage drinking somewhere. <laughs> and um, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's all bad. Yeah. You know, I, I do, like, I, I don't like alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I don't no, think either. it's a necessary, a, a great thing in society. But mm-hmm. then I go to a wedding and I see, like, everyone at first eh, doesn't want to dance and they have a drink and they're just having a blast. And they talk about how much fun they had and... Like, you don't need the drink to dance, you know, you can, mm-hmm. you can just do it, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I, it took me a while to get to that point. So, like, mm-hmm. I can understand that it can be helpful in certain, in certain situations. I always just drank because I liked hanging out with people. I just, like, liked parties. I liked people. And so that's why I drank. And then I started realizing, like, I hate drinking. I hate alcohol. I just want to, like, hang out. <laughs> That Unfortunately, is, like I had to drink or I chose or I didn't know better whenever. Uh, no, girl, like yeah. that's that is what it is, because it's like I for the longest time. OK, even when I like wanted to stop drinking. Yeah. OK, I, I had like I had stopped drinking. I'd gone through some stuff, you know, mm. with, with addiction and all this stuff and mental mm. health where I had to say, OK, I can't drink, yeah. even though I knew drinking wasn't an, an issue for me ever because I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just I knew I, I was just I'm going to stop this. So I stopped for a while and then. I started to just be like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I could have a drink, so let's see what, let's see what, we'll see what happens here. Mm. And I would bring like a, I used to drink cider, so I'd bring like a six pack of cider to a, a party. Yeah. And I would drink like, I'd open one of them, and I'd drink like a couple sips of it. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I'd leave with five of them, huh. and like this happened for like a year, and then I was finally like, dude, why, why are you even pretending? You know, over this time period, I finally figured out like, you just like hanging out with people. You just like mm-hmm. to, that's what you like to do. That's what you've yeah. always liked to do. You've never liked the taste of alcohol. You've never liked the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't need it to, to be comfortable in front of people, you know? So just, why don't you just own it? You know, mm-hmm. like own it. And like, I was almost doing it to, to, so that people didn't have a, a stigma of me to say, to yeah. show them like, Hey, I, I, I'm, I, I can drink, I can have a fucking drink. I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, I'm not uh, as bad off or I'm not as bad off as people think I am, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a control level here. And I was trying mm-hmm. to show people that like th- having a problem with one, one substance doesn't necessarily mean you need to 100% be, t- you know, you need absent, the absence only model is we've, sh- we're, we're learning now is not necessarily the best way to help people who are, you know, suffering from, mm-hmm. you know, substance use disorder. So then I figured I just didn't like to drink. Yeah. I figured out I didn't, I, I, and I owned it and now I haven't drank for what, five, six years. Amazing. Like I might do a, I might do a, a shot with somebody because somebody passed away or something. Yeah. It's really meaningful. Like I, 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 I won't not do it. But I hate it. I fucking hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. So and I, uh, maybe that speaks to another thing that I shouldn't do things for other people. But sometimes I think you should. <laughs> yeah, it depends, you know? Um, only, only you know the answer to that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, that's how I feel. Exa- only I know the exa- example mm-hmm. for that. So, like, there's a, um, you know, like, a, th- we used to go to the Patriots games. And Jake Marcus, mm-hmm. you know Jake. Of course. There was this guy. And he would always, you know, do a shot of Captain McGillicuddy's. Mm-hmm. And this guy was awesome. So the peppermint stuff? The peppermint oh shops. God, gross. Yeah. yeah. Gross. So gross. Well, when we were kids, we loved it, right? <laughs> it was so easy to go down. But then you're like, what am I drinking? What am I drinking? Am I drinking this cough syrup? You know? <laughs> um, so, that yeah. So then they made that. And, and this guy was just amazing. And, and so, but he passed away. He, he died of mm-hmm. cancer. And so, like, if I went to a Patriots game, I'm probably going to take a shot of McGillicuddy's, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because that was his tradition and that's a cool mm-hmm. thing. But um, mm-hmm. I'll immediately say afterwards, like, oh, that kind of that sucks. <laughs> and I think a lot of people probably feel that way. 
Yeah, I quit drinking, but then I'm, yeah, I have um, a couple um, close people to me who are Irish that have passed away, that have transitioned. And I don't, ha- I don't have the desire anymore, but, like, St. Paddy's Day, I'm like, wait, I'm not going to do a car, ba- car bomb in their memory? Like, and I'm like, you know, actually, I'm not anymore, but I used to. <laughs> yeah, see, and that, but that that's cool. See, exactly. And maybe, yeah. and maybe that's a maybe that's another thing too. That maybe I should just completely switch the stigma because, like, this just guy did pour die. It out. Like, pour yeah, it pour it out. Ho- pour it out yeah. for your homies. Just fucking pour it out. Right. Exactly. Still, that's a, that's a way to honor the person is to pour it out. Do it like that. You yeah, know, you don't and have still partake. Part, still partake in the and because that's the whole thing. Is I don't want to not partake in the ceremony, the ceremony yeah. of the salute to the person or the you know it's important for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It's, it's, it sucks. So don't, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Giddy up. We're done. Next time, pour it out. I'm pouring it out. <laughs> um, now, the, the, I've been curious, like, about the spirit medium thing yeah. for a long time. Okay. There's a, uh, you know, there's another person that, that we went to high school with that, that uh, you know, engages in it. Her name's Candy Dalton, and she's, you know, she's been called, and she mm-hmm. was doing it forever. And I just had seen from afar. You know, I hadn't, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't connected. I, I actually, I think I will get to see her this weekend, so that oh, will be a giddy up. Cool. Maybe that's one of the people I'll be connecting with and becoming better friends with. Um but I've always just like, you know, like, you know, maybe a, a DM here and there or something just to say, hey, what's up? This is cool what you're doing, supporting you, you know, it's um, but obviously like a lot of people don't believe in energy and they don't believe that, you know, this stuff can exist. And like to those people, I say like, you know, how like a energy like mine, like just because this body stops, just because this vessel stops breathing, like that energy just goes away. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, we, and we know through science, you know, that energy is not going to be destroyed, you know, mm-hmm. it just gets transferred. And, um, so like, I, I'm, I'm super, you know, curious about your, your journey and, and how you kind of, uh, you know, came to be into, you know, into, to, you know, becoming a, a, a spirit medium and, and to, mm-hmm. you know, and also to talk about how we, uh, you know, eventually got into the spirit babies and how that became a thing. And I'm just, uh, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of psychic mediums, mediums, um, you know, some of them will say that they've, you know, been seeing spirits, like, forever, like, when they were five or something. I don't remember. I did uh, recently have, like, an old memory come back to me where I was, like, seeing different colors and, like, picking up on people's auras, and I, I always used to like channel songs, like spirit songs, you know, just like sing and like make up things and have this like pretty direct connection. Um, <clears throat> and always have been really close to animals and able to communicate with animals um, energetically, intuitively. But yeah, and then, you know, 12 years old, doing like Ouija board and messing around with like the gravestones next door and just trying to do like witchy stuff with the girls I grew up with just um yeah my best friend Ashley was like really into scary movies and all that stuff which I'm like oh my god I can't believe it. I can't watch that shit anymore it's like I'm like this is real like why are we watching this shit it's fucking real <laughs> like oh my god um don't want to like put that into my psyche have nightmares but anyway so we were like kind of exploring and um just an aside that is yeah. kind of like how I saw you as a little bit was like this, you know, like this older, cute girl who was like kind of witchy, but That's not so really witchy because it's like you were you weren't like you weren't wearing black all the time or no. anything like that, but like <laughs> you just like were, mis- I would say more m- mysterious, you know, mm-hmm. like mysterious and like you know, so I uh, yeah, 
That's so funny. Yeah, definitely have that mysterious air to me. Um, and yeah, so just was like slowly exploring it. Um, you know, some weird shit happened for sure. Um, definitely was a believer from pretty young. And then it really started developing later. Um, 2013, Jesse Hanawalt from our high school passed away. And that night, like a red light just came in and opened the door. I was sleeping. It like opened the door, came in, and I was just like, that's Jesse. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, and what I always say is like, people who like see ghosts or have this stuff happen, it just keeps snowballing. Like when spirit notices that you're listening, because it takes a lot of energy for them to come through. And that's also why they use fear initially, because fear is such a, a strong emotion. So if they come through and scare us, if they freak us out, we'll notice it versus if they like drop a little like flower in our path we'll be like oh weird we might miss it yeah we might miss it so they often come through with fear first so that their the energy it takes to reveal themselves matters um, did, makes did, an did you did you feel fear that, um, that first time it was freaky yeah it was freaky um but I knew instantly who it was so like I wasn't that scared but but then I did have some, like, scary shit, you know, like hearing noises or seeing different, like, paranormal stuff. And um, and then it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And then, yeah, I've known a lot of people who died. A lot of people, um, you know, from our high school and just elsewhere. And by the time I was, like, I don't know, mid-late 20s, I was, like, the amount of people I've known that have died, like, some people my age know nobody, and I had, like, handfuls yeah. of really close people. That was, a, like, an experience, I think, too. Like, just from where we grew up, I think there was more, maybe, like, you know, just more deaths per capita there than there were in other people's high schools and stuff for whatever reason. I mean, everyone probably experienced it at some point. But, like, when we were, we, we just had it happen a little bit younger. And, like, I just remember that being the mm -hmm. case, like, being, you know, 2010, 2011, 12, just it, being when I was in college, being like, damn, people are already starting to die, like, that I went to high school with. Or, like, you know where I was two years older than me or three years older than me, like, mm -hmm. this isn't right. Um, well, we grew up in the center of the opioid, opioid crisis, so it took yeah. a lot of folks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're really close to death. And then I've, you know, lost people for other reasons, not just drugs. And um, anyway, so it just kept getting stronger and stronger, but I didn't really think of it just because it felt so normal. Um, but, yeah, you know, people, someone would, like, post on Facebook that they lost someone, and I would just be like, oh. I can talk to them. And sometimes I would do weird shit of like DM them and be like, I can talk to them if you want. And I'm like, so embarrassed that it's like rule number one, like don't do that. You know, <laughs> like let them come to you, get consent, whatever. But whatever, I was a baby medium and I was learning and I don't believe I actually gave any harm. But yeah, um, I don't think so either. And you, you, you got to love that person too. Just like we exactly. talked about loving the previous person. Cause like that yeah. obviously started you on this really beautiful path. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So get, get, give, gave my giving myself grace for that part of the journey. But then um, it's so funny. I like get to like actually like say who all these people are because like they're from our high school. But then Corey Sullivan was someone who I lost that was really close and had like a delayed grief process with that with him just because um, he was a complicated human being um, who I love to death. 
And uh, so it took a minute. But he then, was just cool. That's what I thought. Cool he was as just fuck. Cool. And like the biggest crush I've ever had. He's like the hottest person ever to yeah. me. And was like my favorite lover ever. And like, you know, yeah. always be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it was hard to lose him. And then also just, you know, this just, you know, he was on the wrong side of the tracks a lot. And so then it's hard to own that relationship. But so like had a delayed grief process and then um and then when I finally started letting myself feel it and be like no like I love him I will always love him he was a soulmate he is a soulmate and um then it allowed him to like come through stronger and stronger um and then it was 2020 um and I had 2019 is when I like started to hit rock bottom for like a million fucking reasons and then like January of 2020 started healing even more. I had already been meditating daily for years. I had already been working on my chronic pain and detoxing and doing a lot, but then things like broke for me in 2019 and then 2020 um, started committing more. And so then my powers just like fucking skyrocketed, skyrocketed. You know, I started, Um, my journey with sobriety both with substances and emotionally and with relationships and so that opened up a lot of space I wasn't like using people places or things I was alone with myself and then I was like oh shit spirits like talking to me all the fucking time now now that I'm not like numbing out and like making myself like way too busy or like running away and so Corey just like came through so strong and I was in one apartment and I was just moving down the hall like one of the place down the hall opened up. So I was moving into my own space and it was like two days before I moved and he was just like there and he's come through super fucking strong for me before. It's like, I can like, it's as if I can like touch him and it's very physical, like his presence that comes in and you know, he's like shown lights and done like crazy shit and I'll like journal with him sometimes. But so he was just like fucking there and I'm just like, I would like, close my eyes and open him as if like I'm gonna fucking see him you know and then I moved into my place and he was just there but then it was like so overwhelming you know because like I love him and I miss him and it's like I'm just like crying all the time and like what are you doing here like am I losing my mind like what's happening and so after that I was just like okay I need to like actually like learn what's happening because I'm like not fully grounded I'm not like fully here (laughs) I'm losing my goddamn mind and um then started taking classes I had already started like working with spiritual teachers and learning astrology but that's when I took my first actual mediumship class to like learn what the fuck to do And, um, you know, how to open, how to close so that I'm like not walking around like half open, half closed all the time and just getting like um, disconnected from reality and like getting um, just it gets really noisy. That's really cool that you can do that, that that, that's 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 something that can be taught. And it it definitely makes sense to me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, furthering your relationship with the with the the thoughts that are coming in or you know the messages that are coming in and and you know at some point you know that maybe they're coming in at all times but you train your brain to say like I'm not willing to receive right now exactly cool exactly and it's it's yeah so and it's been cool because I had to like shut everything off now I'm at a place where like I'm open to my guides and I definitely like hear my guides multiple times a day and even like when we sat down to do the coaching session before this podcast immediately I started receiving psychically and I was just like okay cool you know and like 
and then did a meditation to protect and like more like opened the space and, and went into it. But so now I'm more flexible because, you know, with it, um, it's um, discipline creates freedom. Right. Yeah. So now I'm more free to be more flexible because of the amount of discipline I've had. So, yeah. So started learning and I love learning. And, you know, in high school, I was always taking like extra classes like outside of high school. And like, you know, I've always loved learning. So then I was just like, OK, cool. Well, like now spirituality and mediumship and psychic gifts are what I'm learning. And so it's just following it, you know, more for me. And it's just like really cool. And, you know, I was doing readings here or there. Um but never thought that I wanted to like create a business around it. And then through my practice, I, for like six months or so, every session I did, you know, some, you know, whether it was like practice in a class or like paid with a, for a friend or whatever it was, the theme for six months were, was babies, either people who are trying to get pregnant, who had lost babies or babies would come through, and it was just all babies. And I had heard the term spirit babies before, because um, one of my, I, I, Gabby Bernstein was like one of the first people I like followed and listened to, and she talks about spirit babies a lot. And Spirit Babies is a book by um, Walter McKitchen, and he coined the term and taught about this like category of souls of of souls wanting to come in or like souls on their way in so for six months it was all spirit babies and I was just like oh weird like this is so cool and finally my teacher was like they're trying to talk to you and either you're going to pick up the phone and um, show up for them or you'll like miss this potentially and I was like oh shit and so I had been trying to get a business coaching business off the ground and was doing some consulting and it just wasn't connecting and it was feeling really like there was a lot of resistance and um then I was like fuck it like I'm looking for a new direction anyways might as well just like do spirit babies and open the spiritual business so um committed to that and ever since then it's just been flowing and um, you know I'm still building business but it's yeah, people find me online all the time and book sessions and um, it's just the channels open. So, yeah, spirit babies are souls on their way in. I, I, I say it's different than classical mediumship where we talk to people who have passed. Um, instead, it's people, little babes trying to get here or practicing getting here or whatever it is. So. Yeah, that's it's it's really uh, it's really neat when you you know when I when I had like kind of you know seen you start to go in, in that direction and then and then talking about it you know since then I um, you know this is a, a like a a lot of people right now uh, are you know struggle to have to conceive mm -hmm. uh, they have a lot of fertility issues um, I think that mm -hmm. that's because of like the toxic soup that we sw we sw we swim around in, I think that it's because of our nervous systems are, are more jacked up than they've ever had to be. You know, there's more pressure on women than there's ever been like in history. I think mm. um, it's I think it's also a really great time to be a woman. You know, because it's a it, it, we're, we're you know they're finally being able to 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 t you know talk openly you know more so about what the, that they deserve equal rights. Um, and even though like we've been saying that they've had equal rights since like the nineties, like now we're actually like getting into the weeds of it. We have some data to go back on and say, well, Hey, it's not actually the case, you know, let's, let's do it this way. And, um, and that's also like something that is, 
um, like, you know, that I, I'm just talking in that way. I'm thinking like patriarchally, I'm thinking about like the work, but like, this is something that, that is another thing. Like it's imagine that, like having to, you know, work 40 hours a week and 50 hours a week and, and do your career and then having to get your body ready to, to have a baby. It's not mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of us were, we're having babies later mm-hmm. in life um, just because, and it's just, it's a, it's a, it can be such a challenging thing for people. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel, I know going through the experience myself, my, you know, my, my wife is, uh, you know, my partner, she's two years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And she's like, st- she was stressed, you know, she was stressed that she was getting older and that the, you know, conception was going to be a problem. And like, we didn't have an issue, you know, we didn't, mm-hmm. we weren't trying to have a baby, you know, it just happened because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, but, and we're lucky and we're, and it's amazing. And like, now we're mm-hmm. blessed and we have this baby and this child with us and he's amazing. And other people, there's like other people who I know who have wanted that for three years, yeah. you know, and they've gone through treatments and they're or not at first they weren't now, now they're going through treatment, but for the first two years they were just, you know, trying to do that, what they could. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I just think that you, what you do is, is incredible. Uh, you know, holding, uh, you know, like even, even if the, the woo woo stuff, like what, you know, like that, that we, we know you and I, we call woo woo, like the, you know, the actual mediumship, like even if that wasn't, you know, wasn't taking place. It is. It is taking place energetically. Mm-hmm. You one hundred percent are connected to these souls, and I and I know that mm-hmm. to be true. Mm-hmm. The just being to show up for people and to to give them uh, to provide space for them to kind of figure that that's going to be good for their bodies, and mm-hmm. it's going to be good for them anyway. So that that naturally stuff can can get better, and that maybe something can take hold, and um and and maybe that's not maybe it's not a physical thing. Maybe it's a pure emotionally spiritual thing. I I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But I know what you're doing is definitely making it better for, uh, you know, for the the process to, to take place. Mm-hmm. It, I, I just I want to I want to hear more about it. I want to hear more about like how you, um, you know, you're you're talking with these babies and it, like you you when your interactions with them like how like what's that like like your interactions with the with the actual spirit babies? Yeah. So. So I'll be sitting with a client and then I just see them, see them like buzzing around. Sometimes I can see an an actual baby. Sometimes I see a face. Sometimes they look like a little child, you know, usually they, it's, they're under age five. Sometimes they show up old, they seem older and I'm like, okay, we got, you know, this one's ready to be seven, (laughs) you know, like two days going on, you know, whatever. No, they say like 13 going on 30 or something. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, baby going on eight years old. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll see them actually in their form. Um, or sometimes they're a bit more private and I'll just feel them. In the book Spirit Babies, he talks about them being green orbs. Green is the color of the heart chakra. It's also the color of nature. So they they have this like really nurturing, creative energy. Um I'll see them spatially too. So I can see them like where they're connected. You know, sometimes they're like sitting in their parents' lap, you know, if I'm, or their future parents' lap. Um, if I'm talking to the client, they'll be like in their lap or like on their shoulder or behind them. Or sometimes they'll be like very far away. And um, even just like where they're situated tells me a lot. I'm like, okay, are they, are they hiding? Are they hiding from me? Are they hiding from you? <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah. And, and that, that like could be, it could be for any reason, right? Like the, you know, the, the parents aren't ready to, they're not ready to have the baby yet mm-hmm. and they're not spiritually ready to have the baby or, or something, you know, that, yeah. that could be the reasoning. Um, 
you uh, like IVF is a huge thing right now in vitro mm-hmm. fertilization and, and fertility treatments and, and mm-hmm. you know and uh, conceiving that way. Yeah. Um, are, are you dealing with uh, with patients? Are you dealing with people uh, clients who are uh, experiencing that? Yeah, I would say um, maybe even most of my clients um, because they're. If you're doing IVF, you know, you're you're in the process of it. It can take a while, and I provide spiritual support to go alongside of that. So definitely have a lot of clients going through IVF, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a walk in the park. IVF is, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that it exists. I'm grateful that it's an option, um, but it puts a lot on the system. It can be hard, um, and a lot on the system, like the the system, as in society, like the or system, the system like of the, the body system. The body system, yeah. yeah, with all the hormones, and you know, it's it's crazy. The, str- the 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 just not like never mind the physicalness of like you're saying with taking the drugs and the hormones yeah. and all this, but just the mentalness. Like you know, you yeah. this is something that you want, and it's something that you think should be helping you, and then you go in to to do it, and it doesn't always take. So like yeah. IVF for the audience, IVF is you know is how they'll do it is they'll they'll give the woman, um, you know, uh, hormones that so she'll, she'll end up producing more eggs than, than normal. And then they'll take her eggs out of her body mm-hmm. and they will uh, take the male um, semen who, uh, you know, whether it's that's her, her partner or somebody who's just is a, a donor. And they will then uh, put the semen and the egg together outside of the body. And then they will put that back into the woman's body and in hopes that it, the, the egg will then stay and will implant. And uh, it, it, it's almost like a rule of averages in terms of like you, 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 some people are successful in the first time. Some people need to do it 10 times, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, that that's just from what I've like heard, you know, yeah. like personally, I, you know, you might have more experience and maybe it's even more than that. Like, but there's like, the, you know, I know it takes a while for some people and people who want to get pregnant, it takes them four or five years sometimes. And that's just, that's, that's tough. Yeah. It can take a lot. And it's interesting too. Some spirit babies, like, some spirit babies love it. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, we got like a little STEM child over here, a little science baby. And they're like loving the medical aspect and like the, you know, being held through it and like delivered and, you know, the white glove treatment, you know, some spirit babies really like that. Some are like weirded out. They're like, what is happening? And so, you know, working with them to show, um, show them that this is a pathway, that this is still a natural pathway. It's still the it's, ones that are a little stressed with it. Yeah, or just yeah, stressed or weirded out, and and yeah, even like you know some of the um, some of my clients, some of the women or um, people with a womb or the couples or whatever, you know, going to the doctor's office, it can be so so sterile and um, like kind of dissociative. Like you kind of go into this weird place and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And, you know, reminding them of like, this is a place like reminding them when they go there, like bring their spirit baby, bring them with them. Um, you know, make it a ritual, make it a ceremony, allow it to be this sacred, beautiful, um, opportunity for conception, just like it would be like with your partner on a romantic getaway or something, you know, like we have so much technology these days and, um, it's beautiful when we blend the technologies with spirit and, you know, really have these holistic approaches like we do with so many other parts of our lives and really bringing it to conception, whether you're having lots of medical help and intervention or you're even if you're just doing it completely on your own. 
Yeah, the 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 it's great that we have the options, but it is something that's so new that mm-hmm. you're right. We do need to like uh, figure out how to spiritually make that into a, a you know, because that's why the, maybe the baby is, you know, the spirit baby is a little uh, stressed or, or, you know, it's not a normal process. Like normally, you know, uh, intercourse happens and then conception and mm-hmm. like that in this case, it's like, whoa, that that, you know, that love didn't happen. That love didn't take place, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to create me or, or whatever. And maybe they're like, whoa, you know, like I know my son, like he. He loves watching, you know, me and my partner kiss on the lips and give each other hugs. And, like, it just makes him smile. And then he gives us kisses. And, like, you know, and and he's just a a happy, loving guy. And I know that, like, his point of conception, you know, came from a a place of, like, true love and true, Mm. you know, true wanting to be be in that place. And, like, he was unplanned, you know. So, of course, it was. It was, like, you know, we we didn't even have, you know, we didn't take birth control. And we knew that. And. Mm-hmm. Still, we, we were counting days and, you know, did that. And we still, you know, it still took place, you know, because that, and that's like his spirit shows that. And so like maybe another baby who's, you know, they might just have to be like, and that's, maybe that's why some spirit babies who, you know, um, and this is a question like for a baby who we lose, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in, in the IVF process, you know, when the egg doesn't, that that's still a spirit baby, right? That, that, ba- that soul still existed or. Like, do we, uh, I, you know, how do, what, you know, what do we do with that? Yeah, so it is, so for, yeah, and to expand it out even um, broader than just IVF, but, you know, in IVF, it, it is kind of bizarre because the, like, the conception point happens, like, they're creating all these embryos, and so my clients are like, wait, so is there a spear baby there? Like, if I have, like, a petri dish dish of like seven embryos somewhere is that like seven spirit babies and when i um feel into or look into or um the that dish i'm like yeah i see seven spirit babies and some will be like very faint some will be stronger you know and i'm like there is life there and there is some kind of connection there um they're not all intending to come all the way through, but there is a connection. The ones that do implant, um, even if it's for a day or, you know, a month, um, you know, if then there's a miscarriage or something, then I do, they, they feel a little stronger. You know, they, they do feel a little stronger. Um, and then even with other pregnancy losses, it's interesting because the, you know, the conversation around abortion and pro-life versus pro- pro-choice, it's... It's like we've been giving the given these options to see conception as either not spiritual and so you can do whatever you want with it or spiritual and religious so that it needs to turn into life. I see it as there's always spirit there. We're talking about literally the miracle of life. And just because there's spirit there, there's God there, there's conception there doesn't mean it all will turn into life or that it it has to be, even if you choose to terminate. I, you know, it's not because you're like, oh, there's no, no life there. It's just, you know, it's not meant to evolve into um, full term. So, so yeah, I see, I see spirits connected to all kinds of pregnancies, no matter what um, it turns into. And yeah, they're just kind of louder or softer, or um, you know, and some come back. Some clients, I'll, you know, who've been pregnant several times and it hasn't resulted in a child, I'll be like, oh wow, this is the same cell coming back. I've I've seen some 
clients who've been. Those you've seen a soul come back after. Yeah. Oh, like like the energy, you know, it's is the same is, one. It's the same one. That's really cool. Yeah, they'll they're they they keep trying. They're yeah. like, let's try it again. Yeah. Or it's like, it's all different. Or maybe yeah. like a couple souls tried once, and then there's one that tried a couple. Um, it's it's. I just I always relate it to real people and or like earthbound humans, you know, or like the relationships in our lives. Like it's, it's as dynamic as that. It's, it's the same. We're just talking about souls. So just as different as all your friends are, all your kids are, all your, all your family is, that is how different all these family systems are too. Um, even before it turns into birth or, or the next step. The, the question that I have is like the, and I'm just curious about it, is the, 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 like the pro, I think the pro life people would, would like, you know, would enjoy hearing or they would take this podcast as saying like, oh, these guys are on our side. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, Justine's on our side. You know, she's saying that these are souls right off. Mm-hmm. But you're also saying that that, that that person should have the ability to, to terminate and to do that. And um, so I just want I, I just want, want to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of how like because we're we're making that decision for another soul and uh, to be clear i am mm-hmm. fully pro-life but mine was my choice you mean jeepers. yeah pro-choice exactly pro, pro-choice the way they have the terms it's like so it's like i don't even yeah it's, uh, yeah i was done on purpose obviously yeah. you know like yeah. but I, i'm i am pro-choice and i am pro you yeah. know i i i you know fully you know body autonomy a hundred percent but i have looked at it as like a you know a medical decision and so you know wanting mm-hmm. to do what you want to do with with your body and, and not that, you know, I, I haven't necessarily looked at it as a soul, you know, and even mm-hmm. though I, I have thought that, that, that it is a soul, you know, I do know that there's something, there's life there, there's energy there. I didn't necessarily look at it as like a soul that didn't, that wasn't the reason why I said you can terminate, you know, yeah. that's not why I, I, because it's, it's not a bit, you know, it's not a life you terminate, you know, that, that's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying I was pro-choice. I am pro-choice. I want to know, like what what is the relation you know like that's just it seems sad you know that seems like a sad thing a tough thing to and it is a sad thing to have to do and to to go through and um i just i'm i'm curious about it yeah it's it's the middle path right it's the middle path and um if you survey women who've had abortions across the board there's barely any regret barely any regret meaning it was and stays the right decision most of the time. That being said, it doesn't have to be a dissociative, like, non-integrated experience. It can be the right decision, and it can happen while ushering and shepherding that soul back to the other side. Yeah. Instead of bringing them here yeah that that is like that's yeah that's i can hear that because it's you know you have this you've you've made a decision that hey guess like this soul it's 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 not going to be the best for me and it's because of that it's not going to be the best for you exactly it's not going to be fair to you and um you know it's it's a lot of power to have it's a lot of power, and I think we need to know that, like, you know, people who are engaging in this this act that we, you know, we engage in. I, you know, I was, you know, I, I was engaging since I was at a very young age, probably too, you know, younger than maybe I should have been. Yeah. And, like, I, uh, you know, I'm talking about intercourse. And, like, I, that is, it, 
it, it's a powerful thing, man. It's mm-hmm. a powerful thing. Like I, you know, you can, you can, it can happen very easily. And, um, you know, when, you know, a lot of these people who are having, uh, I actually, I don't know, but I would, I assumed more people would, are having abortions when they're younger, but I, I, I bet that that's might not be true. It might be, you I know, mean, any these age. days, you know, we're delaying conception longer and longer. So it's, you know, it's, and it's taking longer and longer for, you know, we're both millennials. It's taking longer and longer for us to be financially stable and to have the things that we thought we wanted to have on the list you know, before conceiving. So they can happen late. Or, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but the most, one of the most fertile windows there is, is right after you've given birth. Um, and it's right after you've given birth, your womb is like, whoa, like, let's just keep it going. Let's like, go, baby, yeah, giddy up. Just, yeah, let's keep being pregnant. Um, and it's tricky because there's a delay in bleeding. There's a delay in menstruation yep. after birth. But then what happens first? You ovulate and then you start bleeding. So you can get pregnant on that first ovulation, not even have your period and then be pregnant again. So that might be a time when someone's like, ah, I literally have like a child on my teat. I like, you know, all the money's going to this. Like, I'm not going to just go and do this again. Like I need to give my body a break. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not safe to Mm. do that. It's like medically not safe to have another baby that soon. You know, your body's not ready for it. You know, we, we've, even, even though the womb and the body's like craving it and wanting it and available. Yeah. Sometimes, um, it's more time to heal. It's available. And it's like you said, it's available, but it's available because we just did something like you said, the miracle of life. We did something that's so incredible. We switched our hormones to a point where, you know, what women do to it with within their like there there's this do you want to talk about technology that's technology yeah the fact that it can say okay giddy up we're going to do this with this baby we're going to get all ready and then we're going to you're still your hormones we're talking like 18 months you know uh, you know afterwards definitely definitely you know six months afterwards a year afterwards 18 months like you you shouldn't be having babies within a year of each other like Mm -hmm. you know and, and that's because the hormones haven't like re-regulated back to normal yet or yeah because your body's just not your body's just not ready for it you know your mm-hmm. body's not ready to 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 it wants a little bit of a, a like a, it wants to be in a cycle it wants to be in a cycle so like if mm-hmm. you you want to be breastfeeding that baby for instance you want to be breastfeeding mm-hmm. it's okay to be pre- like it's you don't want to be too pregnant when you're breastfeeding you know you want to be a breast mm-hmm. breastfeeding your baby and then you want to have that baby be done and then your body can kind of get back and then boom flow again and that's that's and then you're in this in that cycle it's better to when it happens it happens if you're going to be irish twins and you're going to like that's it's not like the end yeah. of the world but it definitely is I, I i would venture to guess and i we can figure you know we can find this out the uh the incidence rate like of um you know miscarriages would i bet is a lot higher mm-hmm. in those women who get pregnant right after having um you know having been pregnant I wonder, yeah, and just for any of my listeners who don't know Steve Ivo, he is a doctor, so <sighs> you do have, um, I know your listeners know this, but just, yeah, that you're sharing from an informed perspective, and yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, it's what's right for one person is different for others, but even, you know, I, um, and like the long, the way I've learned it through my work um, and through some personal experience is, um like the longer you're pregnant, the longer the womb wants to heal. And so 
And I, I like to say three bleeds for anything, like minimum three bleeds, like giving your womb like three bleeds to just really refresh and get back to yourself. Um, but then if you're pregnant and you've come to full term, um, often the womb wants longer than that. But, you know, again, what's, um, it's, you know, find what works for you. But, but yeah, it is. It's To, to be you know, clear, I wasn't yeah. talking about um, babies. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, please. Uh, the, the, I, w- I, was, I was talking about full-term babies. I wasn't talking about um, if, if a baby was lost, then I think it is you, that baby didn't come, you know, it, it wasn't exited, you know, it, it didn't have, mm. the birth didn't happen. So like, yeah. which is a, you know, a hormonal change hormone. There's a huge hormonal change, like when that does happen. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and then that can happen in a miscarriage, some of the times that can happen in a miscarriage as well, yeah. but it's, it's not to the same extent. And I, uh, so I, I think it's with f- like with uh, full term babies. I mm-hmm. think you, you should you should just wait a l- little bit if you can. I mean, if it, yeah. if your body, it's your own body. Again, body autonomy, radical f- freedom of self expression. Mm-hmm. If you if that's what you think is best for you, do it. Yeah. I just think the 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 science or like you know what we're learning is it is like a little bit safer for for I think for the women mm-hmm. to. And I I might have been wrong. It might not be safer for the baby. You know, maybe the, the we still are having as many babies mm-hmm. that, but I, I I definitely know it's safer for the woman to wait a little bit. Yeah, well, because you're about to grow another life, and so um, and that's a lot of what I work on with women who maybe have never even been pregnant or have never had a baby, and they're really wanting it. And um, I'm like, how much are you filling your own cup right now? You like, you know, you know, people will start like taking pre, and I feel like. You know, you want to get pregnant. People start like taking prenatal vitamins. Like, okay, check, and it's like, okay, there's actually like um so many other things to also do, and to, you know, and for me, like, I'm already I'm working on my fertility constantly because fertility health is health. And even though like I don't even know where my man's at, you know, like, um, so it's not, you know, it's not like you're actively doing. I'm not it. actively trying to get pregnant. Um. But you're always uh, working. Um, how, how do you work on your fertility health? Yeah, so it's working on hormonal health. So through tracking my cycle, um, noticing how my bleed is and um, adapting to it. Things like limiting caffeine, making sure I'm getting enough sleep, not sleeping with my phone next to me, not um, looking at it first thing in the morning. Um, allowing myself to have good circadian rhythm, <clears throat> focusing on supplements and nutrient-dense food and superfoods and pleasure and feeling good and, like, working through trauma, emotional trauma, stuck emotions, working through any stagnation in my womb. Um, and this list might sound long, and it is, and it's something I've been working on for years and years and years. And... I always kind of knew I'd be in the best shape of my life at 35. I just kind of knew and I, you know, I have chronic pain. I have some intense injuries that um, disallowed me from being peak performance at perhaps like different times. Um, and just like, you know, it, t- it took a while to like learn my body. But so 35 rolled around and I'm 35 now. I'm about to be 36 and I like best shape of my life. I was like, fucking did it. But now I'm like, oh, it's only up from here. And so I've been like looking to 35 of like, that'll be the best shape of my life. But now I'm like, now what I'm working with is I'm going to take better and better care of myself every year. And as a 
promise to myself. It's like as a, it's like a responsibility and it's also something that I get to do. So now it's something that I'm thinking of slowly. So if you're, if you're listening to my left and like, oh shit, she just listed like 12 things she's doing for her fertility. Like start with one and a year from now, add another a year from now, add two more or three more, <laughs> you know, like, um, so, so yeah, those are, um, ways that I'm monitoring my fertility and then also just like allowing myself to receive pleasure receiving life is the most receptive thing someone with a womb can do and um recently I was listening to a podcast and they were saying um you know when you're talking about so much pressure being on women these days and when we're at work we're often in our masculine and you know if I'm in my masculine I'm not going to receive a baby because like the masculine doesn't receive the baby I mean unless you're a seahorse you know um but I recently heard that there's women were like, it's not that I couldn't receive love or my partner or a child because I was in my masculine. It's because I was in a trauma response. Like I was working myself to death because I was in a fucking trauma response. Yes, did it look mostly masculine, but it also like affected my feminine. So for it's a it's for me about been like, OK, where is my nervous system coming back to myself doing trauma healing like turning down all those triggers so that my masculine can be more grounded and productive and impactful and then my feminine can do the same and when my feminine is impactful that looks like receiving that looks like slowing down that looks like giving care receiving pleasure and all of those things then make me more receptive for the miracle of life yeah that's that's like the masculine and the feminine, the people don't realize they look at me and they look at you and they say, Steve has masculine energy and Justine has feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Unless Steve is like transgender or gay, mm-hmm. then maybe he could have some feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And if same for you, if you were gay or transgender, you could have some masculine energy. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It's not how it goes. <laughs> we have both. Yeah. We're, we're made up of both the masculine and the, the feminine and like being, you know, and that is the masculine. The masculine is, is to show up and to get you to go to work and to, 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 to get through it and to, you know, to be there and to, you know, get or giddy up, you know, no matter what, put the boots on. And mm-hmm. the feminine is there to, to slow you down and to love and to receive. And I would say I would venture to guess like 99% of us aren't in touch with our masculine or feminine, you know, depending on, you know, we're, we're really mixed up. Um, and I only know this because my own personal journey and learning how to become connected with my feminine and learning how to, you know, uh, be comfortable with it. You know, I know it's always, I've always known that I've been connected to it. You know, mm-hmm. I've always known that a hundred percent, but I didn't know how to like outwardly be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And it's a practice. You need mm-hmm. to practice this. So like I found that practice in Kundalini kundalini Mm -hmm. yoga is the empowerment is in the embodiment of the feminine energy and Mm -hmm. learning how to control that and to manipulate it in in like ways that are good for you not even manipulate it but just control it is like it's so important and i I need and i need to do it more i I do it quite a bit it's why i'm able to be here today and and as well as i am today but i know i know that i can can do it more and i i know other people and just seeing the world and we could all focus on this uh you know a little bit more Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kundalini energy is is 
super powerful. And kundalini yoga, yoga is a specific practice where you're working with kundalini energy. And then it's even broader than that, too, of just kundalini energy, which is sexual energy, which is creation energy, which is the most powerful energy we have. And it's in both of us. It can be feminine. It can also be masculine. And um, that's what creates. That's what heals. Um, yeah. Do you do any of the kundalini uh, practices? I yoga did put kundalini yoga for a while. I love it because of its, there's so, it's so like strict and like weird and like deep as fuck. And I had such a good strict weird deep as fuck kundalini Come go in. get it yeah seriously um so i'd have a lot of transformative experiences which of course it's transforming and so i've done a lot of that also i am a pretty sexually empowered person i kind of have always been so that's my kundalini energy being awake. And then I have in recent years then felt, because I feel like I've had kundalini awakenings before I knew what that was. And so it's hard to like track back to it. But in recent years, I was like, ooh, it's like awakening again. It's like my sexual kundalini awakening alongside my spiritual aliveness. Um, they go hand in hand. I believe so, because the can, the spiritual aliveness can be the container. And a lot of this is, you know, we're talking about alchemy. And alchemy needs a container. You know, if you're making soup, you put different ingredients in the pot, and then it transforms. The pot is the container, the ingredients, and then the heat is the what creates the alchemy. And so when we're using kundalini energy, it can alchemize, it can heal it can awaken it can disrupt it can create and it needs a container so the container can be the body the container can also be the depth of practice um they you know often is recommended to like have a more masculine practice first of meditation it's like the solar practices of meditate meditating chanting some of more the like linear breath work even some of those things can be uh, more yin more feminine um but for years i've had you know wake up and meditate and a lot of these solar more masculine practices it's like the oak tree being like you know like strong back open heart tall spine having those practices lots of yoga where you're doing linear poses and then once we have that structure, then moving into the yin, moving into the feminine, because she's wild. The feminine wants to move, does like and express and be. And if you don't have that strong container, either within yourself or your spirit or as held by a teacher or a space, then it can be disru destructive and disruptive and dysregulating. And if you're just going into like all this feeling and embodiment and letting the kundalini run wild, you can like, like lose yourself and it can spill out and it can be messy and it can hurt you and other people. So um, the container can help. That That's really interesting to me. Um because I, I I can see what you mean. Like you 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 get in power. You you find power from the kundalini, mm -hmm. um, but you don't have the the discipline or the structure of like what to do with it necessarily. Yeah. And you might be put into a, a certain. You might go in a certain direction that you wouldn't necessarily have gone in. 
um, without it. Um, I think it's, 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 uh, empowering that you, you know, that, that you can, you know, you can sit here and say that, that, you know, especially for me being like, you know, looking at you as a, as a, as a woman and you saying that, you know, that you are empowered, you know, through, you know, through your sexual experience and stuff that, that is like, that's really important for me to hear. Um, because I, I, I very much so feel empowered by like my sexual experience. And I feel like that's when I have access to Kundalini and, and, and this energy and creation and love and like, you know, you talk about being like present or wanting to be in the moment and like wanting to, you know, to, to have energy and two, two souls, you know, like that's a, I'm game, you know, like that, that's mm-hmm. what I'm, uh, you know, part of me is on this earth for, mm-hmm. um, that can be challenging with, without the proper container, like mm-hmm. you said, without the, the, you know, the, uh, you know, if you're in a, a monogamous relationship and, and you're with a partner who, you know, isn't a sexually experienced or doesn't want to have the same sexual experience as you, or, mm-hmm. you know, you are single and you don't, have the ability to go out and meet people that are in that are like-minded that want to have your same experience and and then it is such a uh, you know the the world in like 2023 we need to be so clear about consent and that can that that is a thing that's absolutely necessary and can really empower the experience but but people don't always see it that way they 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 because they haven't gotten to that point yet they haven't had enough practice or skill in realizing that like consent is going to actually make things better mm-hmm. um, but like they think of like the old romantic model like i go up to the girl at the bar and i'm dancing around and she looks at me and we look we, we gaze eyes and we got the eyes and then boom and then it's going to be nice and then at one point during the night you try to kiss her and you try to kiss her and no words are spent you know mm-hmm. and like i and i do think there is like there is um value to like a full body yes mm-hmm. uh you know opposed mm-hmm. to a um you know a verbal yes and i think that both are very important um but like it's it's a uh, it's a tough it's a tough world. I know that mm-hmm. the gen I, I, someone had mentioned to me the other day that the Gen Zs are, the Gen Zers aren't having as much sex. Yeah, they aren't. I know. Th- why? What, what's going on with that? What's what's happening? You know, why is that the case? I, I think that we I think sex is a great thing, and it mm-hmm. should be something. It's obvious. It's creation. It's what we should all we should be doing it, and we should be mm-hmm. um, if it's something that is interested you and and you know and it shouldn't be like taboo, and it shouldn't be you know put. And I think that it's getting you know compared to you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, it's, it seemed like it is consistently getting better. I'm mm-hmm. uh, curious what your opinions on all this. Yeah, I've heard that too, that Gen Zs aren't having as much sex as us millennials. And I mean, it's just situational and um, they don't hang out as much. You know, I forget what exactly you said um, earlier in this conversation about like going to house parties. Or, and I'm like, they don't do that. You know, kids don't hang out. They don't are like you would come over my house and toss a football around. I drive you guys to practice like people aren't connecting that way. They aren't doing neighborhoods. They're not, you know, they're hanging out online and they're much more siloed. Um, Also, you know, families are smaller so there's just like, um, you know, makes so much sense. makes so much sense what you're saying, because like that's where my uh you know, my sexual proclivity like came from, right? Like yeah. it was when it was like going over your house and seeing you and be like, Oh, who's yeah. the cute older girl? And, <laughs> you know, going to Jake Marcus's house and seeing his sister and all everyone's hanging out there and like, yeah. you know, and seeing everyone there and like just that, those experiences, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in that's when I'm older, but even younger than that, you know, when you're having, you know, you, you have to like, okay, you know, uh, 
like, you know, you're around, you know, you're hanging out with people. There's a group of like five or six people there and, you know, you're young and like, you, you know, you're like, I kinda, that girl looks cute. That guy looks cute. And like yeah. going through that, that awkward, like, you know, like seventh, eighth grade, first kiss type of stuff like mm-hmm. that. They, the people aren't even hanging out. So that stuff needs, you need to be in physical proximity. Yeah. So for you that need stuff physical that, proximity. So that's lacking. And then also they're like learning from our mistakes of like teen pregnancy of, you know, STIs are really terrible like the rates are really um high um you know sex education didn't really go well like it was abstinence or nothing and that didn't that wasn't successful so they're also looking at like it's dangerous you could get pregnant you could contract something um and so they're they're like wiser about it they're less promiscuous um because they're more educated they have more body autonomy and then they have less opportunities because they're not all hanging out. So I think it's a little of both. Um, yeah. I feel, like the, I feel like the wisdom is helpful, but like I also agree like it'd be great if kids were hanging out just for, you know, that life experience um, part of it. Yeah, exactly. Like separate of sex, you know, like they need to be hanging out together to have all these experiences, you yeah. know, men with men, women with women, both together, you mm-hmm. know, just to like figure out who you are as a person. Like exactly. it's so it's so formative and you can really like figure out like, you know, like, I mean, being a kid, like you, all you want to do is like, you know, I mean, not every kid, but like me as a kid, I, you, most kids, I feel like want to hang out with their friends and they want to, and that's not even taking place right now. You know, they're not getting to do that as much and there's going to be FaceTiming. A, they're on FaceTime for like three hours. Yeah. And like, yeah, I loved like calling my boyfriend from the landline and like, but that was like once a week, you know? Right. And then we'd like make plans. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like FaceTiming every day. And, you know, I have some great internet friends these days. Like I, I love my internet friends and it's amazing that we're able to do that and like cross distance but um yeah it's sad the the kids aren't getting as much fate like real actual face to fa- like eyeball to eyeball i heard them say before eyeball to eyeball <laughs> eyeball to eyeball like when you're on zoom you're actually not eyeball to eyeball you're like kind of dancing off you know like either looking at the camera but it's like when we're eyeball to eyeball yeah <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get like uh you know, like 10 Gen, 10, 10 Gen Zers in here and just do a podcast with me, you know, just so they can spend some time with somebody and hang out a little bit. Make them stare at each other in the eyeballs. Yeah, look, look at me in the eyeballs, you know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love it. The, um, the, it's the, but separate of the Gen Zers, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the sexual experience and it being connected to like pleasure and pleasure mm-hmm. being an okay thing to seek, like mm-hmm. that should be okay. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like some people yeah. look at it like as you, especially as you get older, you know, men and women alike, you know, especially if you're throwing kids into the mix, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, well, that that doesn't matter anymore. You know, that's a yeah. vesicle. That's a vesicle. A vesicle. I've been doing that a couple times today. I've been taking vesicle, ve- vessel and vehicle and putting them together and making it one word vesicle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the vesicle. Uh, the vessel. The vessel. Yeah. The vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle or the vessel or the vesicle. Both. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, but I just, the, uh, you know, uh, Pregnancy, we the I got fucked up with the vehicle, vehicle vesicle. Pleasure as being an important part. Pleasure being yeah. important. Yeah, I feel like as you get older, you know, people lose that. You know, they they like you know they, they see like it's not as important. It's not as important to to your health. Is it's like no part of being well is seeking pleasure and participating in pleasure, receiving pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like that is like one of the the main tenets. Yeah, yeah, and as women, like we just increase that forever. Like, 
talk to sexually active women, the older and older they get, if they're like doing it right, not that I want to like say it, it's right or wrong, but they're having better and better sex every single year. And um, it's important. It's part of the, I mean, I believe it's part of like what we fucking earn from it being so damn hard to walk around the world as a woman. It's like, you know what though? Like, it's going to get better and better um, in some ways. Like, going to give less of a fuck and, like, going to learn my body more. And sex is going to be even more amazing. And I, this is more of a theory, but, you know, I really believe that there's a link between pleasure and conception and ability to receive pleasure. Because the more you're able to receive pleasure, then the more you can receive life. And so if you're struggling with fertility or even just wanting to conceive, letting the sex be pleasurable and like finding your boundaries, like how much pleasure can you hold and can you hold more? Can you receive more? Can you find that moment where you want to like move away or like, you know, be coy or whatever and just like literally just receive more because you want God to drop in a fucking life into your body Maybe just practice that by like receiving more pleasure once in a while. Yeah, I think that's a like that just makes sense. Yeah. Right, it definitely it definitely makes sense. And maybe it's just your theory, but it's I guess it's my theory now too because <laughs> I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Like any time that you're you know you're bringing pleasure into a scenario and it's gonna you know increase likely increase the outcome. You know mm-hmm. if you're especially if you're mm-hmm. like you know, if you're being, doing it with true intention, you know, and that, I guess that's, what's really tough about the IVF thing is it, you do take that out of it, you know, or you don't have to, maybe, maybe you don't have to, you don't have to at all. No, get an ice cream on your way there. Like go on a date after. Yeah. Get an ice cream on the way there. Or sexy fucking lingerie. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Have some sex that night with your, with your partner, you know, like do it. And and that's the thing. IVF can be done by, um, you know, by, by two women as well. You know, so Mm -hmm. like if it's, you know, go, but go have sex with your partner Mm -hmm. that night, you know, go do Mm -hmm. something fun, do something that you guys like to do together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think like physical Mm -hmm. connection is so important, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, actually like, you know, touching, you know, hugging and holding each other. Like when we came in today and we shared, we shared a hug, like you mm-hmm. can, f- you could feel that energy. Yeah. And see, like, sometimes I can, I, uh, you know, you know, we, uh, you know, my partner and I, we call them the tinglies, mm-hmm. you know, you get the tinglies and everything's just, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, and like, okay, let's share that. Let's share that back and forth. Like mm-hmm. I'm experiencing it and you're experiencing it. And we're not actually like, you know, we're, from the outside looking and we're not actually giving anybody, giving each other anything. And, like, that's what intimacy can be. It, it doesn't need to be full-on intercourse. It can be yeah. holding each other. And yeah. um, I think that that's a, a, a thing that people don't do enough of. And, like, in, in this world where, like, you, you, you said it earlier, like, it is crazy out there right now. Mm-hmm. We need more love. We need mm-hmm. more of this. We need more happiness. We need more pleasure in the world. We need less hate. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the only way through is love. Mm-hmm. It really is. And... Touch is so healing and regulating for the nervous system. Just skin to skin um, is good for us when it's experienced with safe people, um, with with healthy boundaries. And it's okay to give yourself that. It's okay to give yourself that. And yeah, without even the expectation of sex, without even like practicing the pleasure, you know, experiencing more pleasure of sex, of just like letting yourself feel good in your body around people you know just you're on the couch with a friend and just like 
getting a little closer because you love them <laughs> and just like let or like lingering in a hug a little longer or just with yourself like in the shower of just like taking another moment or when you're putting on lotion or whatever brushing your hair you know as I'm like ripping out the tangles I'm just like oh but this could also this is like nice you have beautiful hair Thank you. Yeah, you have really beautiful <laughs> hair. It's like so nice and thick and just awesome and long and healthy. And, you know, <laughs> that's likely a product of you doing some of that hormonal work as mm. well, you know, and doing some of that fertility work and making it so that you're, um, you know, constantly like, you know, trying to be well and trying to get the, you know, not to say the name, but yeah, constantly to be well and to, to get to that level of wellness and to mm-hmm. like see where, how f- like how far this body can take me you know the energy that's in this body mm-hmm. like how where can we go what can we do like you know I, I spent the first you know part of it you know the first third of my life you know I, I'd like to I, I hopefully like to think um you know like really figure out who I am mm-hmm. um and like this next part of it I would really like to just amplify that ground mm-hmm. root into who I am become me and then explore the gifts and that that are in the the experiences that are going to come from that for myself and for other people mm-hmm. and like you know i feel like i am in the minority mm-hmm. when i say like when i think that way you know i think that most most of us are just like rat race ants marching you know yeah. we're just like putting our heads down trying to get trying to get through it and not looking at this stuff like even people who have kids like they're not looking at it like this you know, this unbelievable, you know, it's just okay, we had kids because we were supposed to have kids and now we're doing it, we're in this part of our life and instead of being like, no, we had this beautiful, you know, lovemaking session that created conception and brought this, you know, this new soul to, to the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, uh, it's lost and I just, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. grateful that there's people like you in the world that are helping people start to see this and not necessarily like if say you're not well you likely are though you likely are having these conversations with your with your clients and telling them that you know like that sex is important and that it's mm-hmm. uh physical intimacy is is important like go get the go give someone a hug get the tinglys and then mm-hmm. and then tell me that you, you know that there's better that there's better medicine out there yeah our bodies are so powerful they're so powerful and often you know the bond you know, a lot of my clients, they really want to have a kid. And there's such a strong bond there between them. And I'm just like, use that. Be in that. Like, you have a power that you're creating together. And yeah, maybe it's not creating a life at this moment. But you can you can create so much through that. And to let yourself, like, rest in that and nurture it and, like, um, just keep building it. Um resource with each other through each other because it's so beautiful and you know our culture taught us that sex is dangerous that we're not powerful taught us to like live in our heads and always be you know like you know we're like here if you're if you're watching I'm if you're not watching if you're just listening like on our phones and our computer like running we're like trying to get out of our heads out of our hands out of our hearts and just be like forward 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 completely disconnected by our lower half of the body that's for a reason. We're easier to control when we're not connected to our pleasure and our eros and um, our creative potential. Um, and our bodies can heal themselves. We can do so much. Women are so powerful. And, you know, there's a reason why we we're taught against all of that and that our society doesn't want us to be connected to it because then we need less. We're happier. We're, you know, we have it within ourselves. Yeah, the 
and I, I, you said something earlier and I like, I just want to circle back on it too, that, uh, like the, you know, women, it's like the gift that women are given that they can have better sex and, and, you know, be more in tune with their mm -hmm. bodies as they like, they should get a lot more than that. You know, like they, that's great. And that is amazing. But like women, they, and I, and I don't try to like, I'm not a man hater. I'm, I'm, I'm a man, you know, I'm, I'm, I think men are good, but like being a woman, man, like, whew, like you, are, you are, you are the, you know, you're the, you are the one who possesses the womb and you're the one who is bringing, create, you know, uh, shepherding in the creation of, you know, not that the man doesn't help in that process, mm -hmm. but the, you are the one who is bringing this life and creating this life and growing this life inside of you. Um, and like society has just always made it harder on, on systems and society has always made it harder on women. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we talk about now, it's like, oh, in 2023, it's great. And it's awesome that we, but like, we're just talking about here in the United States, you know, go to Afghanistan, you know, mm -hmm. go to Iraq. It's not, you know, it's just like, you know, these women have no freedom. And so like, it's, it's it being a, we need to do better together because we yeah. are here together. There's no, there's no world that exists with just women or just men, you know, that doesn't happen. And we are both equals, but we're, and we are very similar, but we're also very different. And like respecting those differences and, uh, you know, knowing how to, um, you know, give them grace within society. Like, you know, all women should be able to, you know, like six weeks off from work after having a baby. It's insane. Get the fuck out of here. You or know, like, like even a grieving time, like two days of grieving time. Like, you know, it's just sort of or like, yeah, like a lot of men don't even have parental care as if they're not fucking yeah, needed like of course right yeah men get six weeks and are expected to do it all alone like it's crazy yeah like how can that be you know and that's just like you know that just tells me that the that the the way it's set up is for you know people with a lot of money who are in control and to because mm -hmm. guess what they they could probably they're gonna get to be home you know if they want to be maybe they're not even home they're probably not because the society's all fucked up and we're not you know we, we're not home mm -hmm. but like a woman should be home with her baby minimum six months. That's minimum. That's mm -hmm. absolutely minimum. Mm -hmm. Anything uh, less than six months is is bullshit. And like, yeah. why don't we create a society where it, that that happens? We're the most established nation in the world. You know, there's people are making plenty of fucking money. Mm -hmm. So why why is this a thing? Why why don't we? You know, why don't we have minimizing the importance of it all? We're minimizing the importance, and um, yeah, it's crazy the society that's been created that we're all part of yeah well, well and like what we're we gonna keep go we can keep going that way right we can keep going that way until like we're completely like technology and like we're just a, a zero or a one and that's it um or we can try to uh, you know bring back humanity and say hey guess what like maybe it's not gonna happen by 2025 but by 2030 if women aren't having six months, you know, pr you know, uh, you know, uh, maternity leave and men aren't getting a couple of weeks, like we're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. We're doing it big time wrong. And uh, that just, you know, not that I like to get involved in it because I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but like the, you know, the politicians who just sit there all day and talk and just, you know, and, and make their make money in there and put money in their own pockets and never, ever really progress anything. Know. You know, like, like, fuck you guys, you know, seriously, mm -hmm. fuck you, you know, because like, there's a lot of people out there who want to be with their babies and want uh, to to do that to a woman, you know, to do. I oh, I wonder why postpartum is up. Oh, I wonder, mm -hmm. you know, like, let's I think stop that's what's crazy is like the numbers <clears throat> are finally so horrendous in the states that they're not able to be ignored. Our birth outcomes, our fertility rates, like they're fucking horrendous. And, um, 
they're finally being loud enough. So for no matter where you stand politically, where you stand religiously, spiritually, like the data is just there. So um, luckily it's gotten so bad that it can't be ignored, but it is. It's like, okay, what do we do with this? What do we do now to um, use, you know, the United States has the potential to be a incredible country it has been and it, it can be and what is it without family what is it without the continuation um in our future generations yeah I, I i almost feel like it's a an attack on that you know it's an attack on like the you know on families and in future generations and um you know it's like sometimes like people are, you know, there's not these big families anymore and people who are trying to make it, you know, it's like, you know, maybe two or three kids at most. And like, you're, you're just trying to create legacy and trying to create something that's, that's good for your family. And like, it's, it's not easy and it's not, and that's just from somebody who's like been able to conceive, you know, easily and been able mm -hmm. to grow his family and been able to do that stuff. And mm -hmm. like, and who knows, maybe, you know, I, I don't plan to be done. I hope, you know, hopefully maybe we'll have another child and like mm -hmm. that, that will, you know, so it might not be perfect, but maybe it will be because I'm going to keep cultivating what you're saying. I'm going to keep taking care of my health. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep supporting, you know, my, my partner that so she can take care of her health. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, you know, each day a little bit more and more, let's, let's, let's try to progress this, this, this world that like, it seems daunting. It seems daunting, but we have to do it right. We, there's no other, we don't have another choice. Yeah. And for me, what's helpful is like, you know, switching from the long view, the full perspective, seeing all of it, and then coming back to the self of like, okay, what's within my control? What's within my influence? What can I do today? What can I do this week? What is mine to take care of? What is my contribution? And starting there. And, you know, toggling back and forth. You don't just want to stay in your own self and your own tiny little bubble all the time. It's important to then be looking further out, be looking collectively um, because we don't get there alone. Like if I just am over here working to be the best self possible without caring about how I fit and yet, you know, like be the bees, like we're meant to take care of each other. We're really meant to take care of each other. Yeah. We're like the, we're the, 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 just based on how we take care of our young you know, we, we are meant to take care of each other. There's other species that they're mm. dropped from the womb and they can be functional. They can walk around. They don't need their parent. Yeah. You know, we need our parents for like 18 still. years. Yeah, still 35, 33 <laughs> years. You in know? this economy? Yeah, in, in this economy, <laughs> like for real, girl. So it's, you know, it, it, it is. It's it's really, it's, it's something, um, you know, you need your parents. You need... And, you know, you need a family system and not everybody does, you know, some people are meant to be loners and that's, that's a cool thing, but like for the best success to take place and for you to be like be ultimately happiest, like maybe what you're referring to sometimes in this country when things have, and I feel like that's when the family system has been the, been the strongest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the power of community, which includes our elders and it includes our young, our children and you know, diversity, not just in terms of race and religion and, but also in terms of age and really creating these dynamic systems that are sustainable or approaching sustainability, <laughs> working towards it. Um, cause that's when we have more, when we come together, we have more, you know, I always, that's been something that has been true for me, like a truth that I realized from, um, 
I don't know, years now of like when we all share, we have more. It's like it breaks the math equation. When I share what I can and the next person does too, all of a sudden we have more than we could ever use. Yeah, it's it's so true. But the like the pro- I think the problem with that is is that you have like a couple of people who say I don't want to share with anybody, and I'm exactly. it, and then they have the ability because of their personalities and yeah. that to uh, and their egos are able to take everything, and they're mm-hmm. able to, to hoard for themselves. And then when they create a precedent, then it's like oh that guy's that's the model, that's what I want to be. I want to be the guy who's taking from everybody else and making mm-hmm. it worse for other people to live. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you know. I ask if I ask my friends, like you know, who they looked up to and who they like saw, or, you know, in, in business that they would like to be. You know, they're gonna point you know right to the you know point me right to the people who are doing it wrong. You know, people who are taking advantage of society, taking advantage of the systems, and not making it a better place. Mm-hmm. When there's plenty of people out there who are doing it in a good way. And who like people like me, people like you, who are trying to do this, who are trying to create community and trying mm-hmm. to and do it and, and not take it too you know not take too much for ourselves because if we share if we share and if we we help each other out not in like I'm not a communist you know I don't mm-hmm. think that you know I, I think capitalism can be good mm-hmm. you know but like when we've when we've done it the way that we've done it and we've gotten so far away from like community and togetherness mm-hmm. like why do you think people like you know people could charge whatever they want for yoga right now because uh, you know that people go there and they're like oh my god i have people that want to talk to me i have community i have this amazing feeling i have the, all this greatness in my life and then they stayed doing for yoga forever mm-hmm. and it's like th- we can have that without yoga we can have that with yoga we should have that within you know within our communities mm-hmm. yeah it's so important to find that build it create it <sighs> what uh what uh what what what, should, what what what's a good thing that we should do to to help us build you know what, what what's something you can leave us with to 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 help us build community from from what you've seen yeah to help build community the two things are coming to mind first of all like isolation is such an opposite of community and it's a hard time to be alive and isolating can be so enticing and such a habit. And what I ask is if you're feeling in a moment of isolation or disconnection, just reach out to someone. Either ask for help or be of service. You know, if you're feeling like shit and you're feeling alone, call a friend, especially if you don't want to. Text a friend, tell them you need something or reach out to someone who you know is having a hard time and ask what you can do for them. We need to build these connections in our daily life, in our small and like as close as we can. And it can be that small and that meaningful. And I've just I've just seen with some people I love so much and they're going through a hard time. And I'm like, why don't you call me? And I think that's one of my superpowers. I. When I'm going through it, I I reach out. I have that boldness. I have that spark to initiate, and that's why I've been able to heal so much. And yes, I have a lot of privilege. Um, that's also why I've been able to heal and work through so much. But I've also like taken the risk of rejection, of no one answering, of people thinking I'm needy or weird, and you know. Um, but I could. I think that holds a lot of people back. You know, yeah. me, me included, you know, yeah. not, not, not as much now, but definitely before, like what, you know, I don't want to bother anybody. I'm not worth it. You know, I'm not worth it. Nobody wants to hear my, my story. No one wants to, you know, pick up the phone. 
I feel and like a like, lot of okay, people feel so that way. If I feel like shit tomorrow and I call you and I'm like, I've all like, I don't know, something happened and I'm just like, fucking, you're like, yo, like, it's okay, sis. And, you know, we talk. Like, how do you feel after that phone call? You feel amazing. You're like, whoa, I just helped somebody. And, like, she called me. Like, I feel so special. Um, and so, like, you're giving someone a gift when you're asking for help. You're, re- you're giving a gift. And it is risky. And not everyone might be available to receive that gift and to hold you. Um, but that doesn't mean you need to stop trying. It's just, like, keep don't going down the Rolodex. And if you're meant to call God instead and, like, sit in a meditation and, like, journal, also do that. But we need to be reaching out to each other. Community, community, community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can say that. Like I, you know, just to, to m- the personal experience of going through the, you know, the substance use disorder, the mental health stuff, and all that, and the isolation that was caused because of that. Like I, mm. I was a person who was, you know, I couldn't. I loved being around people. It was. It was kind of good for me because I, I loved being around people maybe too much and I needed to, to learn how to be by myself. Yeah. And that, that I, I take that experience as kind of teaching me that a little bit. Um, but that's that, like to be somebody who was, you know, around people whenever he wanted to be and picked up a phone and could have 10 people over his house and, you know, or could go to someone's house and they would always be hanging out and great conversation and, and, you know, consciousness building and all this stuff to then go to somebody who's, doesn't know if any, you know, I, I, I did think, I didn't think anybody wanted to pick up the phone. I didn't think anybody wanted to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the pariah of society. I thought everybody hated me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did take, you know, some, you know, somebody, you know, me feeling that somebody loved me again, you know, mm-hmm. somebody then after I reached out to them and said like, Hey, I'm, or letting them help me, I think is what it was, yeah. you know, letting them help me. And, um, after that, I just said, yeah, this is, this is, this is the way to be. You need to let people help you and you need to help other people and um you know i i just the, the isolation bit is such a like i can i can get it, it it's it's still in ha- i still am working through the 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 trauma of it you know for mm-hmm. sure and just from that period of my life when i was alone you know and it, mm-hmm. i take the, the positives of it but i also have to get over some of the the negatives that it left me and the 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 insecurities or the doubt yeah yeah and it's like you know i still struggle with it too and and like and let's, you know, we don't have to be, like, punishing ourselves for getting it wrong, you know? Even just, like, October was really hard. And I realized, I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm isolating. And I've been all week. And just because I noticed that and I was, like, doing it wrong, in quotes, whatever, by, like, not reaching out, I don't have to punish myself and make myself stay there. It's like, okay, well, like, I'm going to choose differently right now. And I'm going to, now I'm going to reach out. I'm going to email my therapist or my best friend or whatever it is and you know we no matter how long you've been in it there's always a new moment to choose differently and um that's really how we build community we build it's you know you and I were talking about how we knew each other and how we met of all this like yeah things are good and we're drinking beer and throwing football and blah 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 but like being with you now and feeling you and feeling your heart and being honest with each other like this is what's building connection and relationship and community. It's this. It's not seeing perfect, popular Ivo. It's seeing the real Steve, the real you, who's been fucking through it and isn't perfect and is doing it anyways and is still showing up every day. And, um, you know, and it took a vulnerable moment of just, like, reaching out. And, like, you could have been like, 
Like, like, I don't want to talk to her, you know? And, like, not that I was expecting anything. I just, like, could really feel you. I watched a podcast and I could feel you. And I was like, whoa, like, I need to tell him that I can tell he's done the work. Like, I can feel you and thank you. Just seriously thank you for growing up in Easton and for doing the work and being a man from Easton who's done the work because, like, that changes my life being able to see that and I know I can only imagine the impact if from LA I can like see that then like the ripples are massive I know exactly and I was like crying like watching this podcast of just like seeing your like strength and beauty and like I could have just like felt that all alone and like no like but I was like I need I want to tell you I want to connect and, sh- and share that and like now we're here now we're friends again and, like, this moment could have not happened if I had just, like, stayed in my bubble and, like, let that pass. Yeah. Um, and, and, and thank you for that, you know, for, for that, for reaching out. Because that, like, you know, I'm over here. I'm on my journey. And, and, and you're right. It, it, you could have just, you know, you could have just not reached out at all. You could have had those feelings. And I'm always of those per- of the person, like when I have feelings, I try to share them with people. Mm-hmm. I try to let them know, like, dude, like, I love your fucking hair. I love the way you look today. Yeah. You know, like all the, whatever yeah. it is, I love your vest. You know, like I just, I'm always yeah. trying to, to look for that and not even look for it, but um, it's always happening naturally. And then like, I feel that way. And then I'm always looking for ways to share it with people. And like, the journey like you you called me out of like the blue you're like hey you know it, it, it's justine let's get let's talk on the phone let's do this this is what i'm doing i you know i haven't talked in a while and i was like okay let's let's talk and and like you within like you know within like 10 minutes you you had already like you know explained to me like that you'd the growth that you would like, that i had gone through that i had experienced and mm-hmm. the fact that you could see that and you could uh yeah that that was some powerful powerful stuff you know and i'm just so grateful for you for that because it, it is I have been doing the work and I've been trying and I'm not the same person that I was but at the same time I am I'm still Ivo and mm-hmm. you know but I've grown into you know grown into Steve and but I'm always going to be Ivo and I'm always going to you know and that's mm-hmm. a I just am very I'm grateful that we're you know that we've had this you know that we're ha- that we're having this reconnection and that you know that you were uh, willing to come on the show even after that phone call like this is mm-hmm. the that's the, guys that's what we're trying to say that's what this whole show is about today is like just it, get, don't overthink it don't overanalyze it you know if you have a feeling go towards that feeling sometimes you know in a, in a safe way with boundaries mm-hmm. and that you know that's constructive for you but go towards it like mm-hmm. like i can't explain how good that i feel and how how positive this interaction is going to be for me and, and likely for my audience for your audience mm-hmm. and it's just that that is that is a giddy up. That's 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 a giddy up. That's literally what it is, right there. You, yeah. Yes. <laughs> dancing. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. That's it. Like you're crying. I'm dancing. I'm crying. You're. Like, I'm yeah. dancing, baby. That's it. I I I'm telling you, it's it's everything. It's um, mm-hmm. you know the talk to friends. Yeah. Connect with people that you haven't connected with. If you have a feeling you know, go towards it. Like, it's as simple as that. Yeah. We're here once. Or, like, we're here for this time only. Like, I will never be this iteration again. I might come back. I've definitely been here before. But, like, this is the shot I have at Justine. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I want to see what can happen. 
Yeah, I want to see it out. I want. I. I. That's the thing is, I. I like this person, and I especially like the person I've become today. And I. Mm-hmm. And I can continue to like that person because I'm going to continue to grow and continue. And I. And I might be a completely different person in five years, but I'm going to be me. Yeah. That's. That's what it is, you know. And it. It won't be completely different because I'm. I do feel like I have you know some realization going on, but it's. It's. It's not where I'm, I'm not going to be the same person because you need to keep growing and you need to do it through these the aspects that we talked about today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, connecting with community, connecting with old friends, doing doing the work, doing the actual mm-hmm. hard work that you have to do that the time that goes into that being honest with yourself, holding yourself accountable. Um, definitely just reconnecting with old friends is probably like the, <laughs> the, where people should start. But you don't have to do it all at once. Right. Yeah. You don't have to do it all at once and you don't need to. You know, be too fucked up by it and think that it's this crazy thing. Don't overthink it. Like, mm-hmm. like there's been plenty of times where I've wanted to call someone or an old friend and then you think about it all day and then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why didn't you just do it? And then you see that person in person and you have this great interaction and you're like, dang, why did I, this makes me feel good. We're, mm-hmm. we're so pleasure reverse sometimes, you know, as, mm-hmm. as humans. Yeah. The, <laughs> the fear of risk can be so high and like, I don't know. I decided a long time ago that fear doesn't make my decisions. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, Justine, we're, you, you reconnected us, but we're not we're not going anywhere. Yay! You know, <laughs> I think we're gonna be doing this together for a long time. Mm, I feel that too. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, well, I uh, I am. Uh, I want to just plug one more thing that you're doing, so that you know before we wrap up here. Uh, I've been with Justine now since 11 o'clock today, and that's, <laughs> that's three hours, and, uh, you know, that's quite a bit of time, three, you know, almost four hours, but the, the first hour of it was a coaching session, and we went through a lot of this stuff, and, and the how she helped me in the beginning of this, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing more coaching sessions with Justine going forward, and um, it's, that's not something I really think necessarily was all about beforehand, you know, if, uh, you know, I, I didn't see, I was in, like, this mode of go, 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 like we talked about earlier on the show, and um, you know, maybe we talked about, the, I might even know, I'm mixing the show and the, in the, in the <laughs> coaching session together, but, um, you know, I, it, there's so much value to it. And I know that that's something that you're doing with, uh, you know, men specifically, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. So I, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of like talk about what you're doing with your coaching business and, uh, guys, like it's fucking, it's for real. Cause it's a, it's, you know, most people you could think like when you think of business coaching, you think of like okay, you're going to help me with accounting. You're going to help me with business planning. You're going to help me with uh, team you know, team management. Like today was uh, more about like uh, Steve emotionally in business. How can Steve become the best, you know, leader? Um, and there's just, a, a, uh, it was just amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear a little bit more about your coaching. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So my main business obviously is the spirit baby mediumship, <clears throat> focusing on conception, but I've been coaching and supporting leaders and mostly male leaders and entrepreneurs and C-suite and founders since I started working. Um, You know, I have been the right hand to so many different leaders, have been their implementer, their advisor, all of it. And just as much as I care about helping women reconnect with their bodies and bring these babies in, like we need our men. Like I am just as in love with our men and I'm here to help the men too. And so, um, you know, I've done business coaching. I have my own business. I've 
you know, been chief of staff of a startup. I've worked at various startups, big, small, all, you know, all of it. I have a master's in business. So why I love this work and feel like I'm a match for it. I'm, I'm just like a safe space for you to be yourself. Also, I have a lot of feminine ener- energy, which allows you to feel like safe and held. I also have a lot of masculine energy, which helps me understand what you're going through. And then, you know, I have the business experience, so I can, yeah, talk shop. And sometimes you got to talk shop. Like when we, we did like a kind of a mini coaching when we had a phone call and we we're just talking about like, like YouTube titles, you know, and like, I can talk shop all day and so, you know, work is, and our lives are, um, immensely connected, but what's super also important is, yeah, like holding the leader, holding the man, um, creating that place for you to explore your emotions, your spirituality, yourself, yourself as a leader and yourself growing as a leader. So I love working with millennial men, leaders, um, we grew up at some point, right? And like, we're still growing up. And now there's so many millennial male leaders and, you know, doing the thing. And um, we get to do it differently. And you get to do it in a way that hasn't been modeled before. And you get to do it your way. So yeah, I love helping men find that for themselves and feel supported and, and then go off and lead and change the world. And like, it's like, we need you. So brilliant it's brilliant because it's it's um it's like men need that you know and so mm-hmm. i think that the most like the, and they need it and they necessarily like weren't getting it before so they you know like the boomers and that they were creating a different type of man you know and now it's like I, i'm thinking in my head over here like wow like the the the, the men you know ma- you know male leaders and there's absolutely you know female leaders as well and and mm-hmm. of, of course and, and you know sometimes it can be reversed where the, the male is you know is, is helping to empower the female and then the it's reversed and the male the female is helping to empower the male and it, it just that, you know that doesn't matter um you know and but to 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 get us in a place where the um like you know now that like me for instance being uh, you know this male leader and I am taking input from I bet a man forty years ago was never taking emotional input from a yeah he was you know the, you want to what the best ones were and they were called their wives you know you talk about like the <laughs> or their secretary or their secretary <laughs> exactly right so it's like their daughter their mother so it's always been happening but yeah. now we're now we're openly talking about it yeah you know which is which is really cool because it's gonna and now that we're openly talking about it we're gonna be able to go deeper down that 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 road and create better leaders better people uh, as a whole I, and I. Guys, check it out because it's really cool. Um, where uh, where where can the people find you? Yeah, so my website is justine-cohen.com. That mostly has the spirit baby work and um, yeah, my psychic my psychic work. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Justine Marie Cohen. If you go through my links, you'll see the different session types, which are mostly fertility and pregnancy based. But there is a men's session too on there. Um, if you want to do a spiritual coaching uh, for men, you can book that one. And then, yeah, you can contact me through my website, through Instagram. I'm, yeah, I love hearing from anyone. So, yeah, feel free to reach out directly too. Guys, I think that, um, you know, everyone should take, uh, not guys, guys and girls, everybody take uh, Justine up on, on her offer here. Uh, you know, reach out to her if you're a lady or, or a couple who's struggling with pregnancy. Like, please, please, please uh, reach out. I know that I'm going to be, 
you know, reaching out to some of my friends who have been going through this stuff and hopefully be able to connect you. And, uh, you know, I think that that, that will be really great because they, they need it. You know, they need it. And, and I also feel like I'm, um, I feel like I'm now better prepared to hold space for them. So thank you for that. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm just better to hold space for anybody who's going through those issues now because of this conversation and because of the, the relationship that I know that you and I are going to, you know, are going to create here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so grateful for you to, you know, come on today. You know, we laughed, we cried, we danced. Um, (laughs) you know, this is, it's really been amazing. I'm, I hope that we'll get to do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Maybe uh, once we get things mobile, I'll come out to LA oh God, and yes. visit you, and we'll do it. You know, we'll do a uh, you know a Doctor B well on the road. Oh my God, amazing! Anytime you want. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I definitely am going to come visit you and going to do it. When uh, when when are you back here till? I'm here till Monday. I might come back in January for a quick visit, and yeah, I, you know, family's here, so I'm always. I'm bi-coastal these days. Bi-coastal. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, guys, if you if you want to, you know, reach uh, Justine, you know uh, you know where to find her on her Instagram or on her web or her website. Um, you know, just remember that that this is a, a super serious conversation today that we are really trying to just get people to get together, you know, get you know, become part of a community, uh, you know, reach out, ask for help. Uh, we're all here, uh, you know, reach out to Justine, reach out to us, Dr. B. Well, you guys know how to reach us. And until next time, that's a giddy up. Yay. Thank you, Justine. <laughs> Thank you.